Hi guys, and welcome back to the Juliaism podcast with me, your host, Julia Mariano. And this week we're going to be talking about Italy, where to stay, what to do, what to eat. But before that, I wanted to start off with some updates and my pit and peak of the week. So the update is that I'm pretty tired because in the past 10 days, I've worked like seven or so times. Um, A few days ago, I had worked six out of seven days. So that is just really the only thing that I've been doing is working. The peak is that I worked a double time shift. So my paycheck was really nice this week. Um, And the pit is that I'm just still recovering emotionally and physically from being days to nights to days to nights, etc. You know how it is if you're a healthcare worker. Um, But other than that, I haven't really been doing too much. Um, I went home on Tuesday night for to watch my dogs and my brother for my parents. They were coming back from a trip for their anniversary, which was really sweet. My dad surprised my mom. And then yesterday I slept until 11. <laughs> I really caught up on some sleep, did really nothing, hung out with my dogs, came back to the apartment. And then today all I've done is got my nails done and went on a nice long walk and that's really it. Um, Today is Thursday, October 12th, by the way, in case you were wondering when I was recording this. Not that it really matters, but just for context. And then I don't work until next Tuesday. I work a day shift, so I have some nice time off, which is exciting. But I really want to talk about Italy this week because I have been twice and I feel like I have acquired some great recommendations for you guys. If you are thinking of planning a trip, if you are planning a trip, if you're going really soon, um, I thought this would be really helpful and kind of just interesting if you were even just wondering about Italy and the different places. So I have been twice. The first time I went was the summer of 2022, right after I graduated. It was a gift from my parents. It was a graduation present. I went with my sister and I went to Florence, Calabria, Cinque Terre, and Bologna that time. And the second time was summer of 2023. So this summer I went late August into September with my friend Taylor and we went to Florence, Venice, Rome, Cinque Terre, Sorrento, and Positano. Now, Florence has a special place in my heart because I stayed there for a really long time on the first trip because that's where my sister was doing a little May master studying abroad for the for the month. Um, and while she was in class, I would walk around for almost a week total by myself exploring all it has to offer. I went, that trip was two weeks long and for about a week we were in Florence and she was in class and I was just exploring by foot. So I really got to know the city super well. And then Sorrento and Positano on the Amalfi Coast were absolutely stunning. And I currently, like at this moment, want to retire right now and live on a lemon farm by the ocean in either Sorrento or Positano. Like they are the most beautiful places in the entire world. And I would do anything to live there, retire there, have my parents retire there, something of that nature, because I just want to be there for the rest of my life. When I went, I never wanted to leave. I wanted to start with the least exciting city for recommendations, however, which is Bologna. So Alana and I, this was the trip of 2022, wanted to go because it had some major stores to shop at and because it's home of slash where Bolognese was invented, which is a Mariano favorite over here. Um, I didn't write down the lunch or dinner place we ate at because they weren't super memorable and I figured it wasn't really worth it for you guys to go. It's sort of like every other city in Italy 
it's good to explore, walk around for the day, but not really more than that. Um, they have a Poland Bear, they have a Zara, they have some great stores, which we did some shopping, um, but that's kind of it. We shopped and ate, and then we took the train back to Florence. The only thing that I would say I would recommend is the Torre Degli Asinelli, or the Asinelli Tower. Um, it was a really fun activity, so it's this large, old, historic tower in the middle of the city that you climb up all of these flights of stairs, and once you get there, you are able to overlook all of the city, and it's so beautiful you can take some great photos so i would definitely recommend that but other than that bologna wasn't the best it, i mean it was great and i had a good day when you we went but you definitely don't have to go there pretty much every other place i'm going to talk about i'm going to say you have to go to if you're visiting italy but you can skip bologna if you don't have enough time Next, we can do Calabria. So Calabria is where all of my family is from in Italy. My dad, if you guys didn't know, I don't know how you would if you don't know me, my dad actually was the only one of his four siblings who was not born in Italy and the other three were. So my nono, my grandfather in Italian, immigrated from Italy, Calabria, Italy, to America to build a life for his family. He started a landscaping company and then he sent all of the money back to his family, to my dad and their siblings so that they were able to come back to America and meet up with my nono and live in America. So that's a little background, um, but they're from Calabria, all of my family. So Alana and I were able to go and meet like 50 plus people from our family that we had never met before, all with the last name Mariano. It was the most special, special part of the trip. It was the most special days of my life, to be honest with you. I was able to see the house where my nono grew up in. It was just honestly magical. It's really run down. It's a farm town. It's not well, where they are from, specifically in Calabria. Um, but there are other places in Calabria, such as Tropea, which I really, really recommend you guys go to. My cousins from Calabria brought me to Tropea, which for context, it's sort of like the Cape Cod of Calabria. Like what Cape Cod is to Massachusetts, Tropea is to Calabria. So we drove an hour from where my cousins live in Calabria to Tropea, which is still in Calabria but just like an hour away to the most beautiful beach I have ever laid eyes on. I swear to God, like picturesque. I don't know why most more celebrities don't go there. I don't understand. If you need context, just look up Tropea in Calabria and you will see the most beautiful water you'll ever see. You can see there's like a path that you can walk up to where you're looking down at all of the colorful umbrellas and the beautiful ocean. And it, I took a picture of it and it was my background for like a year. It's so beautiful. I'm dying to go back. I went in 2022 with Alana, but I didn't uh, get to go back in 2023. And that is next on my bucket list of things to do in 2024 will be to go back to Tropea. So kind of along the same lines is Cinque Terre. So Cinque Terre is a part of Italy that is five different parts, hence the Cinque. Um, there's five different parts, Monte Rosso, what else? Vernazza, uh, and I can't really remember uh, the other parts. Um, oh, Ria Maggiore. Okay, yeah. So I named three, but there's four others, Cornelia, Corniglia, and then one other. Okay, so I named four out of the five. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. But 
There's five different parts all on the coast of Italy and there's a ferry that you can take for like, I don't know, maybe 10 euros to each of the parts if you want. Or there's this really beautiful hiking path that goes from all of the different places. So let's say you're in Vernazza and you want to go all the way to Corniglia. You can take the hike, which might take you a few hours, but it's along the coast. It's so beautiful. You can see the ocean and you can hike all the way from one town to the next. It is so amazing. So I went to Cinque Terre in 2022 and 2023. In 2022, I just stayed for the day with Alana. We took the train. You can take the train from Florence, from Rome, from pretty much anywhere to Cinque Terre. And we went to the beach in Monte Rosso, and then we hiked to Vernazza, where we took a ferry back to Rio Maggiore, where we got the train back to Florence. So we kind of did a little loop that day. Um, We sat at the beach for a few hours, grabbed a panini. It's like you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do in Cinque Terre. There's shopping, there's the beach, there's hiking, there's relaxing, you can do cooking classes. It's like the best of both worlds because it's like mini cities in every single one of the towns but also there's something special about each town that you can do so monte rosso is the beach town which i would highly highly recommend going to the beach there it is so beautiful it's very similar to tropea the water is so aquamarine oh lovely And then I also went to Cinque Terre in 2023. I stayed one night in Rio Maggiore with Taylor, but the downside was that it was raining, so we didn't actually get to lay out in the sun. We just kind of took the train from each part, um, starting in Rio Maggiore and went to every single one of the parts, and we just walked around, shopped, ate. It was phenomenal. Cinque Terre is known for their pesto, so I would really recommend getting a pesto dish. Um, it was so good. And then also this summer, Taylor and I went to Monte, which is a restaurant in Monte Rosso. It's a Michelin star restaurant. It's so fancy and fun. It's like multiple courses without actually having to pay for the courses, if you know what I mean. Like you get an entree and then they bring you out this like bread, this fancy bread chickpea thing. And then they bring you out a free mini dessert, which is so fun and fancy. The presentation is amazing. It literally makes you feel like a celebrity. The dinner was maybe 120 bucks for both Taylor and I, or like it was really 60 euros for me and 60 euros for Taylor, 120 total, I mean, um, which really is not bad for the service and the quality of the food that you're getting. Overall, Cinque Terre is a must-see. It could be fun for a day trip, but it's also really fun to stay and like get to know each of the five towns really, really well. Going along with the beach theme is Sorrento. So, Sorrento is right at the top, I think, of the Amalfi Coast. It's kind of hard to get to. Um, Basically, Taylor and I took the train from Florence to Naples, and then from Naples to Sorrento, we took a little train um, that brings you right into the center of Sorrento. So what we did there, we stayed there for two nights, and one of the days we went to the Marameo Beach Club, which, again, aquamarine waters, So this beach club, though, in Sorrento, they have a port with a bunch of different beach clubs. Each of them, you can rent towels, umbrellas, they have drinks, they have food that you can pay for, like with servers that come right up to where you're sitting. So 
Taylor and I went to Marameo Beach Club and we got drinks, we got lunch. I got like the largest panini I've ever gotten in my life. There's towel service, everyone's so friendly. And then you can also obviously get to swim in the beautiful water and you don't really have to worry about like marine life because it's in a port so it's kind of enclosed like I don't really know how to explain it it's like almost where boats would go if they were going like into a harbor it's kind of like a harbor but there's no boats so it's not like dirty oily water if that makes sense I would look up Marameo Beach Club in Sorrento if you're thinking about going there but also there's plenty of other beach clubs as well there that you can just walk up and get a chair at like Taylor and I didn't reserve seats at Marameo Beach Club in advance we kind of just walked up and paid for it I think it was like $25 per chair which again seems expensive but for the day it's really not like a whole day the beautiful sights it's worth 25 euros So how you get there is if you're, let's say you're at a hotel or an Airbnb in Sorrento, tell your cab driver or wherever, however you're getting there to take you to the port, the steps in Sorrento, like the famous stairs. So these stairs lead you all the way down to the port. And I guess like Italians think it's a lot of stairs, but I feel like Americans are like, oh, that's okay. It's just like 10 flights of stairs. We can go down to the beautiful beach. Um, Our cab driver was like, oh, it's really far. It's like all the way down the stairs, like the 110 stairs, blah, blah, blah. And Taylor and I were like, oh gosh, like how the heck are we going to get there? And we looked and it was like, maybe five flights of stairs, five to 10 flights of stairs. So totally doable if you are willing and up for the challenge of the stairs to get to the beautiful port. Next is Positano. So this is one you absolutely need to go. I didn't even stay there for a night. I didn't even stay there for five hours. And I'm telling you, you need to go. So from Sorrento, Taylor and I took a cab, a private cab, to Positano, our driver. Oh my god, his name was Nico. He was so amazing and cute and he stopped without us even asking on the side of the road multiple times for us to take the most amazing, amazing photos. One of the photos is actually the cover art of this podcast. Um, Our driver Nico was like, stop, we can take like, do you want to stop? We can take photos. And we were like, um, yes, that'd be amazing. And we ended up getting the most beautiful photos ever. You have such a nice view of Positano from above. Um, that's besides the point. So we took a cab. It took about an hour to get from Sorrento to Positano. Um, you must go to CB Positano, which is a store where a, I think it's a woman and maybe a daughter make homemade like cosmetic bags and dresses and totes and just the most adorable patchwork bags. I can't even explain it. Look it up on Instagram or TikTok if you want. CB, like the letter C for carrots and B for bench Positano. It's the cutest store you'll ever see in your life. There's so many other cute stores. Taylor and I went to dinner there. Um, and then we got lemon, not limoncello. We got lemon gelato served in a lemon. It was just the most luxurious experience. I felt like I could see a celebrity at any minute because Positano was just so rich in that way, if that makes sense. Like celebrities go there. Like it's literally one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Like you need to go. You will feel so cool, so fun, so happy when you're there. Like when I was there, I don't think I've ever felt more happy or more grateful to be alive and to be there, honestly, in my life. Like I just felt 
so lucky to be able to be seeing the sights that I was able to see. Don't forget to watch a sunset while you're there. And if you go for the day, I highly recommend going to the beach there. Duh, because right above you, if you turn around, you'll see the huge hills of Positano with all the buildings and the houses. I feel like I'm talking really fast, but I'm just getting really excited about these places because I love Italy with all my heart. I feel like I was meant to live there, but I live in America and I don't think I'll ever live there, but I definitely will be going back very soon. So let's take a breath for a second. That was a lot. Next, we have Rome. So Rome is, you know, you see all the basic things for a reason, okay? Um, There's the Trevi Fountain, the Spanish Steps, the Colosseum. I would recommend all doing tours of these places, like booking online via TripAdvisor or something like that and getting a tour of the Colosseum in specific um for the trevi fountain in the spanish steps you should be able to just look on google maps and like walk there and there probably will be a lot of tourists there but that's kind of what it is like i kept seeing tiktoks of people waking up at like 4 a.m to go to the trevi fountain so that they got a really good picture in front of it but honestly taylor and i went we probably got there at 10 a.m and we still got wonderful pictures like It honestly was helpful that there were a ton of tourists there because we were able to ask them to take pictures of us, if that makes sense. Um, So you definitely don't have to get up at 5 a.m. to go. I don't think that's necessary. The Spanish steps were pretty, you can skip if you want to, but they're a nice photo op. And then the Coliseum was beautiful and really nice to learn about the history, but I would recommend doing a shorter tour of the Coliseum. I think Taylor and I did like an express one. It was maybe an hour and a half. And even like after an hour, we were over it. We were done. It was like 90 degrees, maybe 100 degrees. And it was just a little too much learning about the history. We're not history buffs. We're both nurses. Like we weren't super into the history, but I will say it is nice to learn the fun facts about why the Coliseum is called the Coliseum and like what the Coliseum was for, etc. It's also just really a really important monument in Italy in general. So you definitely have to go to the Colosseum. It's cool to take pictures, get a tour so that you learn a little bit, but don't get a really long tour. It's not necessary and you'll want it to be over like Taylor and I did. Next, we have Venice, the second to last city that I've been to. So Taylor and I took the train from Florence to Venice. I think it's like a two or three hour tour train ride not tour ride um and venice was one of my favorite cities that i've ever been to i didn't realize that there were no cars for some reason i just had never thought about it but it's literally just gondolas and the train to get you to venice like the only way to get around is by foot or by boat it is such a special place like nowhere on earth is like that i don't think i can't even I just, oh my god, like walking around, walking over all of the little bridges from house to house to try to get to different places in Venice. Yes, it took a really long time to get from place to place because you're walking over water and over bridges rather than just walking like on a street, if that makes sense. It's so worth it because every little nook and cranny of Venice is just so picturesque with the bridges and the water and the gondolas and the really colorful houses 
I would totally recommend going to Venice. I would honestly recommend staying there. I did not stay there for a night, but I totally would have at least for a night or two just because I feel like it's worth exploring and it's a really quaint area. I would, that's like the word I would use to describe it is quaint and lovely, honestly. One store I would really recommend you going to in Venice is the M, like M as in Mariano, for handmade bracelets made with glass blown in Murano, which is in Venice. So you go there and you can customize your bracelets. I got one for me, Taylor got one, and then I also got one customized for my mom and my sister as presents for them. It's so special and now whenever I look down at my wrist, I think about the trip and the beautiful memories that I have there. Lastly is Florence. So like I said in the beginning, I spent so much time in Florence alone with Alana in 2022 and then also with Taylor in 2023 that I feel like I have compiled the perfect list of to-dos, okay? Are you ready? First is you must go to Sandwich Chic. This is a sandwich shop. It's like the famous sandwich shop that you see on TikTok, which I forget the name of now, but forget about it. It's not worth it. You need to go to Sandwich Chic, okay? It's iconic. They have student discounts. It's like five euros for a large sandwich and a drink if you're a student. And the people there are so nice. I was explaining the menu there to Alana when I was there in 2022. And they're like, oh my gosh, you should just work here. You know the menu so well. And I was like, okay, wait, should I just drop everything and move here? Um, The people are so friendly. They make their own like sauces. They make their own like truffle aioli and um, something else that my sister loves that I can't remember. I think it's like a pepper jelly she loves that they make their own of. It's just the best sandwich that you will have in Italy by far. Sandwich chic as in like chic Chanel, you know? Next is the Piazza Michelangelo for a beautiful view of the sunset. Go at like 7.30 in the summertime, grab a bottle of wine, maybe a sandwich from Sandwich Chic, and eat, have a little picnic, and watch the sunset on top of Florence, and you can see all of the city and the beautiful sunset. I highly recommend this. Next is Eduardo's, which is a gelato place next to the Duomo or in the piazza with the Duomo in it. It's the best gelato. It's homemade. It's organic. I really love the nocciola or the hazelnut and the chocolate mixed together. Oh my gosh, so delicious. This is Eduardo's in Florence. You have to go, okay? Next is the Museo Leonardo da Vinci or the Leonardo da Vinci Museum. Kind of nerdy, but I thought it was really cool. Probably like a five minute walk from the Duomo. He discovered so many things that I had absolutely no idea about. Sorry, excuse me. I'm talking so much that my voice is going away. He discovered so many things that I didn't know about. And when I was learning, I was like, wow, this man is an icon. He is a king. And I didn't know that he made like gears and I don't even know what else. But it's just a fun thing to do, especially if it's raining in Florence. If it's raining in Italy in general, it's kind of hard to find stuff to do because you always want to be outside. But this would be a good thing to do in the rain. It wasn't crowded at all. I think it was like 10 euros to get in and you can spend like as much time as you want in there. It's interactive, super fun. Next is View on Art, which is like a restaurant bar thing, which 
is inside of a hotel so you go into a hotel you go up to the top floor and there's this restaurant called view on art it's a beautiful view of florence and they have snacks like chips and nuts and they have wine and aperol spritzes and pasoa spritzes and limoncello spritzes and it's just it's a perfect photo opportunity it's the perfect vibe for a girly girly time and it's lovely um look up view on art and go there if you're in florence for like an afternoon like after you have done your morning shopping your morning walking and you're tired and you want to sit for a few hours view on art is the perfect place to go you definitely have to see the David, but I would recommend doing a guided tour so that you understand what everything is because all of the descriptions in the museum that the David is in are in Italian. So without it, I wouldn't have been able to understand it at all. Um, but you definitely have to see the David. I mean, you're in Florence and that's an iconic sculpture. Third to last, we have visiting the Baboli Gardens. I went there with Alana and with Taylor. They're so beautiful. You could walk around them for hours. Like Taylor and I kind of got lost in them, but like it wasn't even horrible because everything was just so beautiful. We saw someone get proposed to there. It was so special. We took their picture. It's just a really romantic and beautiful place. Not that I was there with a romantic partner, but like if you are going with a partner, very romantic. Second to last, I have Foodie Farm Firenze, which is a restaurant right next to the Ponte Vecchio. Um, Foodie Farm, like food with a Y, Farm Firenze. It's right next to the Ponte Vecchio. It's so pretty. You have the view of the river, the Arno River, and they had my favorite meal that I've ever had in my life there. Like, best meal in Italy, best meal of my life, which is the tortelli stuffed with lemon and chestnut topped with duck meat sauce. If you go there, and you get this meal, you need to tag me in the picture of it because first of all, it's beautiful. And second of all, it's the best thing you'll ever put in your mouth. Okay. Okay. Lastly, I have La Prasciutteria Firenze, which is like a build your own uh, charcuterie board restaurant in Firenze. You make your own charcuterie board with the best Ooh, sorry, with the best spreads and stuff. They have all the cheeses, all the meats, all the truffle and fig jam and everything you could ever dream of in a charcuterie board this place has and it comes on like a beautiful wood board it's very picturesque it's so good i really recommend going here for lunch so now i'm going to give you guys some overall tips for italy in general now that we've gone over all of the individual cities First, I would book excursions and tours that you want to do ahead of time online. It's often cheaper and then you have a guarantee that you'll be able to see what you want to see. Next, I have definitely use the train system to get different places. It's so easy to get different places using the train. And I would also book these ahead of time so that the train tickets or seats themselves don't sell out. I would just research the train station central to whatever city you want to go to because booking some places like Rome and Florence have multiple train stations and you don't want to book a train ticket and think that you're going to one place in Florence but actually end up on a different side of the city if that makes sense. So definitely research which train station is the most central in the city that you're going to. You have to eat gelato at least twice a day. Duh. I don't make the rules but like I kind of do. You need to. It's refreshing. It's delicious. It's a snack. It's dessert it's everything it's everything okay 
And then lastly, you're really only going to be wearing sneakers. So bring a pair of cute but comfy sneakers. You'll be walking a ton of steps. I think Taylor and I averaged like 10 miles a day. I averaged when I was alone in 2022 walking around by myself like 15 miles a day because all you're doing is walking around and exploring all the beautiful sights and foods and stuff like that. So bring a pair of cute but comfortable sneakers like the New Balance 550s are my recommendation. And I think that's it for the Italy episode, you guys. I really hope you enjoyed. I'm sorry I talked so fast. And yeah, let me know what other episodes you guys want to hear from me. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you next week.